started to bring my conscious awareness to this vo- this this inner voice, this thing inside me that rarely makes sense in the moment, but ultimately is of a you know an understanding of a nature that's greater than what I can sometimes see in the moment. And as I started to trust that, my life became absolutely magical to me. And I just wish everybody knew that we had this potential. Mm. And I felt so strongly that I wanted to share it with everybody. I wanted to be able to offer something that had been so profound in my own life in terms of healing. Spent a few years with massively uncontrolled high blood pressure. I was hospitalized most multiple times, um, constantly told by the medical prof- profession that I was in danger, imminent danger of having a stroke. And so I kind of was walking around with that knowledge that was you know, passed to me by someone else's lens of like, this will happen to you. Only now can I understand how damaging it is for people to to be told something like that and then to hold it in their reality as something that will happen. Welcome to the Honor Your Aura podcast, a podcast devoted to learning about, caring for, and empowering the energy within, with your host, Kema England. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Honor Your Aura podcast, and I couldn't be more excited to share this episode with you with my dear friend and soul sister, Erin Viarino. She is an incredibly talented Reiki practitioner, hypnotherapist, and past life regression facilitator. She brings such a unique perspective to the world of energy and through her own life story. She really opens up uh, about how she found herself in her first Reiki training um, after a pretty serious health diagnosis and at the time working, you know, primarily in the physical material reality and that's where her focus was. So to hear her authentic journey as to how she shifted into a deeper understanding of and connection to herself far beyond the physical was incredibly enlightening. She then dives into how she came to know her voice to be this incredible channel of spirit, of messages that were moving through her to share with her clients that were far more than her intellectual or logical mind could comprehend. And that has since taken her down a path of hypnotherapy and such an incredible facilitator of past life regression. So I'll let you just experience it for yourself. Erin Viarino. Welcome everyone back to the Honor Your Aura podcast. And today I'm here with Erin Viarino and I couldn't be more excited to chat with her I just selfishly get so much of Erin because we we work together at the Kamali Temple and we definitely get to dive in really deep um, just with our own kind of personal experiences coming together, you know, really on all levels and and then just expanding on what sometimes feels like a, a topic that I'm, you know, going over in my own head and 
when I then sit down and talk with Erin, it's always just so fascinating how she's able to kind of confirm or validate something to me that might have felt kind of vague or subtle. And then just us coming together really brings even my own kind of energetic body and understanding to life. So I mean, it's really beyond words, the gratitude I have for our connection, but I'm, so I'm just really excited to learn more about Erin's journey and share that with you, uh, just in, you know, relating to the concept of honoring one's energy. And then Erin has her own, both personal and then her professional offering of Reiki and hypnotherapy and past life regression and how that all kind of ties in under this um, subtle energetic umbrella. So Erin, thanks so much for being here. Oh, I'm so excited to talk to you today. One of my favorite things, like you said, selfishly, is when we get together, the whole world opens up, right? We can sometimes just expand into conversations that are not only so validating, but that when I speak to you, just make so much of, of what I'm going through on a subtle level um, make perfect sense to me. And um, you just give me that that lens to understand things in a whole new way. Yeah, I, I, I definitely love that. There's a there's kind of a beautiful alchemy about it. And so I would love to just begin with hearing a little or having you share with those that are listening a little bit about your journey as I know that you, um, you know, made a distinct transition at a certain point in your in your life to shift more into being an energetic practitioner. And I would love to hear like what that looked like and what that meant for you in terms of your own understanding of yourself, right? Kind of going from more of the physical, material, mental, logical reality, and then opening up into this more um, subtle and spiritual. So if you could speak to that. Yeah. And you said it perfectly because I think that's really, um, that really does describe my journeys. I was at a point in my life where I was really focused on, on material aspects. I was a real estate broker. I had, um, you know, have four children, still have four children, but (laughs) at that time my focus was really being, a provider in the way that felt right to me and really I'd over identifying with my roles in that sense. Um, definitely in some, you know, some ego and some striving and all of those things. And I wasn't necessarily in the moment, I couldn't see myself as being unhappy, but I could, can identify with maybe an, a feeling of unfulfillment or always reaching for more or thinking that my, my happiness and my peace was on the other side of an accomplishment or, um, acquiring something. So it was a health diagnosis ultimately that started to kind of bring me to my knees in a really wonderful and synchronistic way. At first it was very scary. It was a very much like a dark night of the soul energy where, um, uh, it was it started off fair, fairly um, mild. It was, you know, uh, with a high stress job and having high blood pressure. And um, it was like, oh, you know, I can handle that. I'm going to go ahead and take this medication that I'm prescribed. And then nothing was really 
making a difference. I spent a few years with massively uncontrolled high blood pressure. I was hospitalized most, multiple times, um, constantly told by the medical prof profession that I was in danger, imminent danger of having a stroke. And so I kind of was walking around with that knowledge that was you know, passed to me by someone else's lens of like, this will happen to you. Only now can I understand how damaging it is for people to to be told something like that and then to hold it in their reality as something that will happen. But like all of these things that ended up being an amazing benefit to me because when someone tells you your very mortality is at risk that um, something could happen, it, you have no choice but to eval evaluate the way you're living and to think of your time as short. So that high blood pressure ultimately led to um, damage to organs and looking much more serious as as time progressed. So um, I, I stopped identifying with those those material things. And the way I came in contact with Reiki, which I think is really a beautiful story worth sharing, was through um, a practitioner at Kaiser, a, a nephrologist, a kidney specialist that I was seeing who was my own age. And she also had girls that were my girl's age. So I think she very much identified with, you know, saw herself in my circumstances. And one day she broke down crying because my kidney function was deteriorating so rapidly. And I've never, you know, experienced that from a, a doctor, healthcare professional to have that amount of you know, empathy and compassion on the spot. And so it just prompted me to ask her, if you were me, what would you do in these circumstances? And she said, I would seek alternative therapy. And the first thing out of her mouth was Reiki, Reiki, acupuncture, this, that. And she, I, she named a um, number of things. Reiki stood out to me, not in a positive way, but like, what is that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it sounds foreign. It sounds unknown to me. It doesn't, it didn't sound appealing or I'm a very skeptical and scientific person by nature. Um, I have a lot of air in my chart. I have a lot of Gemini. I'm a very mental being and, and, you know, type A and analytical and all of these things. And so it was something I immediately discarded. But in the following weeks, everywhere I went or everything I saw, this word Reiki just kept showing up. I reconnected with an old friend and she'd asked me if I heard of it. I opened my email one day and I had, um, from ultimately who became my Reiki teacher, just five invitations to uh, Reiki shares and Reiki offerings. I don't even know how I got on her list. And I did take that as, as analytical as I was at the time as a sign and started receiving Reiki for myself. And, and from there, everything just my life completely transformed. I mean, it really was such a rapid change because as soon as I experienced something and so for somebody analytical like me, I walked into that session in complete disbelief and skepticism. I judged myself for even stepping into that space with this woman, crystals everywhere, barefoot. I mean, it was <laughs> having that objective view of like, where am I and how desperate must I be in this moment? And then the miraculous thing was to feel that energy and that resonance in so much relief. I remember that day so specifically because walking out of that session, I describe it as having a suit of armor lifted off my body 
And as beautiful as it was, it was also so alarming to me because it was my first chance to realize that everything I had been associating with caring about my um, crazy mental space of my being, all the things that were happening did not belong to me. That I walked out of there with this inherent feeling of self that was so foreign and unimaginable to me that I felt like I had no choice but to shut everything down for a little while and discover like, who is who is this person? Wow. Who is this person underneath all of this? That gives me so. Here <laughs> and I'm sure I've heard you say that before, but wow, I that I mean it just it's so moving. Well, it speaks to, I have so many, you know, clients and students who I think were just, you know, born empaths and you, especially when I talk to you about your experiences as a child, I'm always in awe of like, wow, you know, somebody who lived in that like hypersensitive space and awareness, I don't so much identify with that. Um, I, you know, I think because of maybe some circumstances early on with me, in my own childhood and the way I was raised, I, I, I kind of went into survival mode very early on and switched off the acknowledgement of my intuitive self. And so for me, that journey was really allowing myself to be the intuitive person that, you know, it wasn't, mm. I think, as scary as it is for some people who have been in the awareness of that through everything. Um, I kind of had the naivety of like, oh, cool, <laughs> intuition, or, you know, I stepped into it so in awe of the process and willing to just, you know, to trust it at all costs, you know, to right. trust this newfound um, relationship to spirit and energy that felt like such, it, and that's the thing, I think, because of my life experiences and, and the circumstances of my health at that time, I knew it was a gift. I knew it was something that was being offered to me as a way through this. Wow. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, the fact that you could acknowledge that is, is amazing and that it would, you know, ultimately take something like that to bring you into that deepened relationship to yourself or even be open to these other facets, not only of yourself, but of our reality. Yes. And, and to be able, you know, what I always find is fascinating, you know, after a Reiki session, I'm sure that you can relate. I mean, the on the, you know, the client side, the interpretation of the experience is always across the board and how someone, um, you know, experiences Reiki or energy is across the board. And so for you to have an experience after that first session, that was, I mean, it seems to me a distinguished feeling. Oh, yeah. Like a, a complete new self. It to me, and I, again, like you said, it's so different for each, such an individual experience. But there was a, a just a, a definite awareness of this new, a completely new recognition of this consciousness that had been underneath all of these extreme self-survival, self-protection, self-defense mechanisms. Like it was almost like this overnight discovery. And I know it's not always like that, you know, most of the time it is this peeling away of layers and this, you know, but this, I think I was given so much grace in that moment of, of being pulled out of all of the 
the matrix of belief systems and everything else that I had attached to. Wow. And so how soon after that was it that you decided that you wanted to take part in a Reiki training? Immediately. So part of that for me, again, so so divinely guided, was um, for the first time since I'd been 14 years old, I'd really stepped away from working to the capacity that I was. You know, I'd always been someone that identified as being really independent and taking care of myself. And again, you know, part of um, my own trauma and belief system was like never to be a burden, never to take from anybody, never to, you know, be imposing upon anyone else's. um, So it was very difficult for me to just allow myself to not only not work and not be producing to the degree that I I thought I was required to, but then to um, invest money in myself at that time. So even though I was going to some shares and, and definitely receiving it felt economical to me to take part in a, in a training so that I could offer myself healing so that I could be stand in that place for myself and be a part of this beautiful energy that I was so excited to receive um, when I was able. Uh, but the, but I always laugh and I share this with my students all the time because there are so many people that are under the same illusion that I was that in order to take a Reiki training, that you must already be something, right? That you have these abilities or skills. And and my experience was very much like that. I went to a Reiki training. I always joke that I probably wore high heels to my Reiki training. That's how new to this world of energy I was. I was still very much in my um, identification, I guess. <laughs> this, right, this and knowing you now, it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a radical shift, <laughs> it, you know? <laughs> If I even have shoes, much less, you know, <laughs> could you even picture me in high heels? But, you know, that, that was pretty much what I wore every single day of my life at that time. And then I step into this space with these other women who were all, in my opinion, extremely empathic and gifted. It was like, well, here's this psychic person for sure. You know, everyone was in tune with their spirit, in my um, estimation, in tune with their spiritual gifts. But my teacher was so loving and made so much space for me and allowed me to move through that in such an authentic way that even during those classes, I had so much opportunity to see my intuition at work. I was, you know, given so much opportunity to go, oh, wow, I'm not opposite of this. I just have been arguing this thing that's been inherent within me. I've been arguing with in my whole life. I haven't given it any stock or any recognition or acknowledged. And so this little voice that I have, that's always telling me, you know, go speak to this person or go back and grab that book or do all of these things. It felt so natural to me. I just never recognized it as intuition. I just thought it was my busy mind and all these internal voices and arguments and little things going on, you know, in our daily function of of life. And so I really started to bring my conscious awareness to this voice, this, this inner voice, this thing inside me, that rarely makes sense in the moment, but ultimately is of a, you know, an understanding of a nature that's greater than what I can sometimes see in the moment. And as I started to trust that, my life became absolutely magical to me. It was like, I felt like the whole universe was conspiring for me, that every person I talked to or every space that I walked into was like speaking to me in that moment. It was a really incredible experience. 
Wow. And so, so really, yeah, life kind of opens up, right? That's, I love that you were, that you said that it was all always there, you know, but mm-hmm. it had just been ignored. And I, and I love that. And I love sharing, you know, I love sharing that with my clients as well, that, that it's all always inherent within. It's just sometimes we haven't been either given the tools or been willing to explore, explore that within ourselves or always think that it's someone, it's, it's for someone else, right? Or isn't that, that's so true. And I know we've had that conversation within ourselves as well as the thing that your gift, your spiritual gift, your intuition, or the things that are really powerful within you are so inherent sometimes that we just think that we're not, we're, we're looking, you know, when, when you talk to someone, I wonder if this is your experience, like a student who is like, well, I just don't think I have this ability or I just don't think I'm able to see in meditative work or whatever it is. It really, the only thing that's happening there is their expectation of what they think that looks like. It stands in opposition to what's actually true for them. Right. Just like me, it's like, oh, this intuition is really the most powerful force in my life, but I've always just dismissed it completely because it doesn't make logical sense. Right. It's kind of just, yeah, it's like understanding a new form of, of language, right. Or or a new form of, of seeing. And we just have, we don't have a context for it. And I'm sure the same goes for you. Like with Reiki, it just allows for just such a beautiful context for these other facets of our beingness and then the world around us. Yes. Yes, that's, that's absolutely, that's absolutely been my experience and my experience and with, with students, you know, and when, when helping somebody come through it, it's not, uh, you know, like you said, it is this offering of tools, but the tools are the thing that brings them back into what they know rather than like, let me show you how to X, Y, Z. It's like, if you can get somebody to identify with what their natural experience is, that's where they start to open up to that degree that we all maybe are seeking. Yes. Yes. And so how, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay. I was just curious, you know, as you, as you began embarking on this journey, you, you touched upon how things became so much more magical, but like when, with this discovery of, perhaps you could call it your sensitivities to that, which is other than just the physical and the material. How did you feel that your life kind of, you know, I'm assuming that it reorganized itself, right? It's I, at least I found that the moment that I did my first Reiki training, it was a clear sign that I couldn't be living in a lot of ways as to how I was living prior to that, you know, caring Um myself, relationships, habits, you know, all became so much more highlighted as to what didn't, what didn't really fit. Um, And even just in my own, my own self care and dialogue, there's just, I mean, I would just say across the board, it was like, pretty radical. So I'm just curious about how, if that was true for you, and how you navigated that or even continuously navigate that. Yeah, I, exactly, exactly what you're saying. It's like, uh, well, after a, a Reiki training, and I did, uh, of course, my Reiki one and Reiki two, just pretty much at the earliest point, you know, it's like I waited my 21 days after Reiki one, and I'm at the door for Reiki two, I just knew it was such a powerful pull for me to um, continue that, that learning. And then 
I really started practicing immediately. And as I did that, the opportunity to practice on a, a professional level just fell into my lap in such a way that it was like <laughs> really unreal. And I felt like I had, you know, again, I had no, in my mind, business being a person that could help other people because I felt so new to the entire experience myself. But the, the guidance that I was getting in the, the purveying thing was, was, you know, the, the essence of Reiki itself is all that is necessary in order to do that is to really be willing to be an open channel. And I did know, I did trust in my ability to do that. And it was, you know, just so incredible how quickly that became this new reality for me. And just like so many people who start to live in that world, then everything does become energy. And like you mentioned, things just naturally start to resonate at that level. We we realize we have this view of what we're doing that's no longer in alignment with energetically. We can feel what we need, what we're, um, what we're, putting ourselves through that, that is, has no bearing in, in the bigger picture. I don't know how to explain that really in a, in a cohesive way. I think it's just so personal how everything starts to be, it's like all the dust settles and you really, it's like you're seeing with brand new eyes. Right. And so how did you, you know, you had mentioned that what you were going through in terms of your health is what ultimately brought you to Reiki how is it that you then navigated your own self-care um, whether it was self-Reiki or otherwise with then becoming a practitioner that was seeing clients so yeah absolutely the the self-care was just a, such a huge part of it I think with with Reiki and the basis of Reiki especially at, at level one and moving through level two is you're just coming into a communication with your body. So in that process, this, this whole opposition, you know, with, with, um, seeing my health situation as something that stopped, kind of stopped me in my tracks, my health situation began to be something that was opening me up to the brand new reality. And it really started to become this like internal barometer too, because I, I was initially experiencing kind of this miraculous physical um, healing, right? It's like for the first time, um, these everything starts to, to settle down or slow down or these numbers start to change and I'm experiencing that on a physical level. Um, I remember feeling so amazed at those results that that was what really drove my desire to practice was not a feeling of, of knowing how to do it or feeling qualified. And I, I know that so many people will probably relate to that because we think we have to be this or that to step into that capacity. But that call was coming from such a deeper place within me. And part of it was I've been living my life this way for so long that, and now I'm experiencing this massive transformation. And I just wish everybody knew that we had this potential. And I felt so strongly that I wanted to share it with everybody. I wanted to be able to offer something that had been so profound in my own life in terms of healing. Um, as I started to practice, though, one of the things that's kind of unique, I would say, 
in my own practice, something that came about as my Reiki that I wasn't necessarily taught. But the minute I stepped in in a, as, in a professional capacity, I found myself guiding with my voice. So, mm-hmm. you know, we know that Reiki energy can automatically just, once you step into that energetic space and people feel the connection with Reiki, they go into a meditative state. There's nothing we need to do to create that. But I would find myself taking people on journeys through that process. So it was just, it was another aspect of channeling that was just coming through me. The minute I would be sitting with a client, words would just start coming through me, guiding them into a place of understanding. And I think that is probably unique to my journey as well, because I'm, as I already mentioned, a, a natural Men, I'm, I'm very much in my mental space. I'm a skeptic. I love to figure things out. I love for things to make sense. I can't really identify with anything until I understand it. There's a part of me that just has to work things out in the mental space before I can really experience the healing aspect of that. So I noticed that that was a real, really big part of the work that I was providing to others. And that naturally ended up gravitating into, into, you know, hypnotherapy and past life, because I believe that when we can see the elements of, of objectively, when we can see what we're going through objectively, when we can understand it, it really takes hold in the physical and emotional body in a different way. In my own experience, I would feel like I could go receive these healings sometimes from my teacher who, you know, is just such a beautiful light being and has such a a gracious and maternal and loving energy. So that's how I would experience the Reiki. It would be just being like held and forgived and loved, but there was not a lot of um, understanding that was happening in those moments. I would walk out of the, out of the space and just feel so clear and aligned. And then my personal self, I would notice that I would bring back some of my patterns through my mental, my ability to go, but whatever did happen to that negative Mm -hmm. thought pattern, or um, don't you remember when you used to feel guilty about, you know, I would pull some of that energetically back in because my mind wasn't on board. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, and I think that just, I mean, that I just think the acknowledgement is kind of profound, but it just shows how uh, attached we can be, you know, even if it's, even if the thoughts, you know, then it's a negative pattern and we know it's not serving us, how, how attached we become to it, you know, we reach back for it. Exactly. exactly. But even, but to be able to distinguish even, you know, that what happened there and, Mm -hmm. and what you identified with as, as being part of you, which I think is and such a big illusion. And we don't even necessarily even realize the, the loops that are kind of ingrained in us on a daily basis. And isn't that the grace of, of Reiki really is, is, is it gives us that space to find our, find that deep center of what's true. And therefore just by being able to get into that space, as you start to experience Maybe it's a negative thought pattern. Maybe it's like a heavy energetic vibration or, or like you said, the things in your life that aren't aligned with that, it becomes very apparent because you are standing in the, in the truth and the, and the clarity of your own energy that 
you can you can then discern on it from a different space. Right, right. And when you when you were speaking about um, learning your voice to be this this channel, were you find and then like relating that to kind of being more analytical? Were you finding that when you were using your voice in a session that it was coming from a place other than what you were used to, like coming from a place other than your logical intellectual mind or like, how was that kind of coming through for you? Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, it, it, at first it was alarming in so many ways. I would say in the early, early stages, it would just kind of be this guiding meditative flow that would just start. Right. And, and, um, the thing within me would, would go, Oh my gosh, my, my analytical self would start to go, Oh my goodness. Where is this? You know, where, where are we going with this? I wanted to have control over it. Where are we going with this? What is it going to mean? You know, I was trying to take responsibility. Like, uh, you know, if I didn't know where, where this guidance or this thing was going, I, I felt uncomfortable just letting my, letting what was flowing come through me like that. Um, but it always, it was always really beautiful. And I had so much feedback from the people, you know, from the clients on the table that would go, oh, most, that would almost be like what I was, my voice or what I was saying was already just validating their experience. And almost as if they were already in this place and I would just be describing the place to them, or they would already feel this like abundance of light or something was happening. And then I would confirm it. So it was just giving them this cohesive, you know, being seen in what their experience was, was able to allow them to trust on a deeper level what was happening, but it really started to evolve and it evolved in, in the guidance after the session, you know, um, and where I would notice that was coming from such a different space is me, Aaron, as the person holding the space from the energy would have, you know, an energetic awareness of certain things in the session. And just like, a, you know, anybody in their analytical mind, I'm kind of trying to file those away so that I can share that those things with this person after the session. Oh, you know, there was, you know, something that moved through the hip or whatever it was. It was my assessment of what I experienced during the session. And yet when the session would be over, some of the things that would start to come out of my mouth were not part of my conscious awareness during the session. And that, again, it causes that that ego to go, oh, gosh, am I, what, what, what is that? That wasn't something I experienced. And, and being able to trust that and allow that to come through me, even though I wasn't a part of that. Yeah. It was was another step in in really just allowing because th those would be the the things that would just start to pour out of my mouth were the things that the people who I were seeing would most identify with in their experience and so it just all of that spoke to this ability to trust or this responsibility to trust what was coming through rather than to try to take any control or ownership of it. Right, and I'm sure that that just segued, you know that that trust in your own voice as being this really beautiful channel and facilitator as being such a, I, th I feel a focal point of your work and offering. I know that the, you know, the sessions that I've experienced with you are always so deeply profound and it's with that journey that's provided 
through your voice and through whatever spirit it is that you're you're channeling to create that space and environment for the person or people on the receiving end to have their own experience. So I think that there is, yeah, there's something so, um, I mean, I'm sure like vulnerable on your end because it is so unknown, but the, the confirmation that I'm sure that you've received afterwards so many times, I'm sure has been a really nice kind of fueling force. Yes. And just like you said, it led to me just ex- dropping in and accepting, letting the, letting the natural um, path of my work lead me into, you know, the deeper subconscious realm, because I think that's where that, where that's where the journeying and the voice and allowing me, to, you know, allowing to just kind of channel maybe a little bit of the direction into someone's session. Uh, it's accessing in my, in my viewpoint, it's, it's, it's then accessing the deeper parts of the subconscious or, or what's beyond someone's natural ability to sense about themselves. Right. I'm, I feel like it, it does go into that, that space that um, allows us to really see or really understand uh, like the revelations, the epiphanies, the things that are like, aha. And maybe that's because I've, I, number one, I personally, I value that. I love having those moments Um, but interestingly enough, as you were saying that, it reminds me that when I, the healings that I really resonate with, so the healings that I desire, you're, you, for example, right. When, when I, from the moment I met you, uh, the first experience I ever had with you was one of your sound baths and it was completely mind blowing to me because, and I know I vocalized this to you after the fact, I dropped in so deep, right? <laughs> I let go so completely and was held in such a, a beautiful space that I went so far out of my mental space and awareness. It was like this journey that had no, I could, I could bring nothing back from it, right? It was on such a, um, such an amazing level of, of letting go of all of, all of the thinking and all of the making sense. It was, energetic healing on um like this quantum level right and that's what I value when I'm receiving healing I kind of want the opposite of what I give yeah you know what I mean I think the people that are drawn to me sometimes it's when they're in that space of of that they need to understand or they have they they're looking for something to start to make sense I think that that's where my place in this work lies is to give people the pieces to like to make sense of it, to tie the loose ends to, I, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's that it's in a lot of my work is in the subconscious bridging the subconscious with the mental space. Right. And when, could you talk about that a little bit? Just the, what is that like energetic? I mean, I'll just call it an energetic journey, but in relation to, I know you do the guided hypnosis and past life regression and how does that relate to, the subconscious and that, you know, that inward journey that you're guiding people through. Yeah. Well, so in my own life, I would, I, some of the things that I recognize were that were my biggest stumbling blocks were things that were not part of my conscious awareness. I would, I would classify that as like kind of self-sabotage, right. Or, um, or just these, these 
rapid responses or these um, self-protection things, aspects of what I was doing that I didn't feel like, despite my my nature and my will and my desire, I, I would just feel such an emotional response that I would act otherwise. So that's that's where I think these kind of sessions, these hypnotherapy, hypno-reiki or past life sessions can be so powerful is because we just really don't always have an objective view of what those things are unless we can go into that space. So for example, a, you know, a hypnotherapy session in talking to someone, I usually can sit with them and they're discussing maybe what's going on in their present day and they're, what they say will give me a few cues into what the underlying emotion that we're talking about is. So it's not always, well, it's very rarely the situation at hand where the healing's needed, right? We all draw in the circumstances and the life lessons and the things that are going to trigger whatever that underlying, um, you know, belief system or hurt or whatever is at the root of those responses that I'm talking about. So in a conversation, maybe starting to really be able to understand what that root cause is. And then through a journeying in a hypnotherapy session, I will guide someone. I'll take them into the place where that belief system or that um, emotional, that emotional response took root. And so what I, what I liken it to, or what I say is that Anytime that's triggered, we're acting from that place. So it's the first time that we've experienced maybe that um, unworthiness or shame or humiliation or something that happens in a singular moment. When it gets triggered, we just don't have the ability to see outside of our experience of that. It's like a, a constant reliving. And so what's miraculous about the human mind and our ability to heal is when we go back to that place where we discover what that trigger is, not only can we hold ourselves with such love and forgiveness and grace and actually see the truth in the scenario, but most often it comes from, we're so able to see that maybe whoever perpetuated it, that upon us, that that was very much their issue. And it had nothing to do with the beautiful, loving being that we were in that moment, right? These things are often early childhood or, you know, even misunderstanding of experiences that happen to us when we're young. So the mind has a powerful way. As soon as we see it and can see the truth in it, we resolve it quite a bit, our, just ourselves in, in our mental space and our understanding. Um, now, past life, though, is a completely different but um, similar way of going about that. Past life to me speaks to the same things. So it's these subconscious reactions that we're dealing with in the present day. Um, the easiest way for us to to look at it and make sense of it, I think, is through a fear. So, for example, somebody that has an extreme fear of water, there's nothing that they can consciously do about that, right? It's It's coming from a place in them that they don't have control over and they can't make sense of it in this day and age. And like through a past life regression, we can see where did that where did that develop? What was the experience? And then most often taking somebody through, you know, a past life experience where they can understand the core of this fear is enough. The minute they see, 
oh my gosh, these feelings are real. These responses within me and all the little subtle things that are unique to me that I feel in that moment make sense to a situation that I've experienced. It just expands it. Our minds, as soon as they see it and as soon as they understand it, we have the ability to move past those responses. It's when we can't understand it, I think we, we, we're really hard on ourselves because we think we should be able to act otherwise. Right, right. And so how would you describe that as, you know, in terms, the way that I, you know, it, it speaks to me, it's like it's some sort of pocket of energy that is stored in our energetic body and our energetic memory. Like where are these, aspects of our existence and existences like where are they where are they like are like they're obviously an energy that's somewhere in our field yeah oh I love that you brought that up that's so cool and and it's something I rarely get to talk about but so in a Reiki session for example that's sometimes how I'll know where we'll need to go because like for example when I'm kind of scanning or feeling in someone's aura um I, if I, if it's a past life thing, it really is in the outer layer. I sense it in the outer layers of their aura. So it's, it's, you know, whereas maybe an emotional experience, I feel that in the energetic layer of someone's aura, right? This is part of their experience in this lifetime in the outer layers. It's like, that shows me that this is just, this is something that's not a part of their conscious awareness. This is not a part of their experience as this being in this lifetime this is something they've brought in with them I think it speaks to the deeper parts of our soul right like what we're carrying in from our past life it's no mistake and it's not something to be ignored it speaks to a deeper part of our lessons in this lifetime that's why it's so valuable to look at past life things as we have I look at that as an opportunity to shift karmic energy regarding something that we've experienced lifetime after lifetime it's held in that layer for a reason and that's why it will continue to manifest in our daily lives on some scale to force us to look at it that's why you know when we talk about um even you can see it in in relationships you can see it in habits you can see it in all of these ways sometimes and people you know you they'll give us those cues if we're working with them because they'll say to some degree i just can't you know, they can, it's almost like they can see the pattern, but they can't act outside of it. I don't know why it is that I get stuck in X, Y, Z. Why are they keep repeating this? Right. And it just so happens that in that, in the space that you set and create paired with your verbal, we'll just call it hypnosis or, or, or journey that it's able to bring someone into a relationship or an awareness of that aspect of their beingness that is kind of like what like has a veil over it or is hidden until that space is created would you say that it's the space that just kind of allows the individual to have access like how does that portal open within someone to something that they wouldn't normally have access to. Well, I guess in, in, as a, as a practitioner, how I would see that isn't, 
I've never considered it <clears throat> necessarily as a portal before, but I love I love looking at it like that. I visualize it, um, you know, as, as a cord or a thread, and and I I like to guide people to go to that space, right? I feel like where I can find it in the energetic body just lets me kind of tune into that energy and sometimes I'll get like glimpses or understanding. But once I find like where that's at, then from that place energetically, I'm asking, take me to the root, right? Take me to, to, to where this is developed. And so um, that's where I'm guiding that person to that, to that experience. And one of the things I want to mention about this in just hearing you talk right now that, that came up that I think is a really important part is sometimes what we're seeing, sometimes past life will, will really come up to show us what we are too energetically or emotionally connected to in this lifetime to see clearly. Uh, a great example of this, somebody I was working with recently, it was a, a gentleman who we did a past life session and he saw himself as, um, and it was, it was like an Asian woman who was born kind of, she was born of a, a high class, um, family, but she was already in servitude, right? Like her, her family was in some sort of dynasty. She was already promised to be married. She had all of just her entire life was built of obligation probably before she was ever born. <clears throat> there were there was already a direction there was already so much in place and so this man went through this entire lifetime of just going through the motions right having no autonomy just an entire lifetime and even seeing the death of this woman who had lived her entire life out of you know the sense of duty or, or obligation when she had very real you know needs and desires that were inherent to who she was and ignored them out of this role or responsibility. And it seemed in way, a way, right, that would see, seem so contrary to this life of this man who was born in America and <laughs> had a, a completely different life or lifestyle here. But it touched him so profoundly. He was so moved to tears because he said, no, that is exactly how he'd been living his life. His um, family, he come, had come from immigrants and they needed him to not only be successful in school, but to go to the um, the school, their school of choice. They had very strong opinions about who he married or what his life looked like. And he'd been responding to all of them up into that point. And so that's a perfect example of through the eyes of that completely different lifetime, our soul could watch that and, and scream internally like, no, why would anybody ever do that. That's not right. Look at this woman. She was so dynamic and energetic and all of what she knew and had to offer was discarded in order to serve someone else's, um, you know, needs or desires for her or wants at that point. He could never have come to those same conclusions in his own life because he was just feeling the weight, the energetic weight and responses to what was happening in that moment. His parents desire for, his health and happiness had overrun his own his own sense of himself. And, and I think so many of us are in that in our daily lives. We feel the energy of, of what we think is expected of us or needed of us or what other people will think, and it clouds 
that ability to really see what's true. And so even just being shown sometimes a past life example of that, we have enough distance from the emotional energy of the situation. And yet it feels very much um, so familiar in our body of like, Oh, Oh, I am doing, I am doing this. This is, this is the greater um, story of what my life looks like at this time without all of the cloudiness of what we're experiencing. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I, and I can obviously relate just to every past life experience that I've had with you that you facilitated. It always amazes me how, how many come through um, and how relevant they all are to my present reality. And that's the, what's really and, cool, and it, like you said, present reality. Things up and, but also, and help to just make, yeah, even though it can seem like such an elusive concept, it actually ends up making your life feel like it makes so much more sense, especially the things that I find that we, we struggle with or confused about, or just, you know, again, like it, it's a feeling of kind of reclaiming a lost part of, of you. And, yeah. and that can only result, I think, in more, a more cohesive and um, integrated energy or sense of, of self in the here and now. Yes. I love how you said that because that's absolutely true. Most people, it feels on one hand, like, whoa, this, this, what I'm seeing, this person, this experience, it feels foreign until we get into the emotional energy of, of the situations that uncover themselves. And then it triggers the parts of us. I think the really deeper parts of our own responses, our own emotions, then it becomes clear that, oh, this is mine. I do have this, these same feelings or these same understandings or these, like you said, just kind of like an elusive connection to what I'm experiencing in that past life. Yes. Yes. And, and I, and I mean, I think that it's just a gift to give to anyone, you know, uh, in the here and now, because it's allowing us to, you know, I think we can put a lot of weight on the physicality of our, of our existence. And while it's totally worthy and amazing because we can create these beautiful um, aspects of the physical reality and our physical relationships and our physical body and all of that. Uh, but to be able to ex expand out of that into this further realm of possibility and this further realm of who we are, I think that it helps to to lift some weight and and brings ultimately more life into the life that's happening right now. So yes. I, I'm yes, just so yes, grateful yes. that you're here to offer that and to facilitate that. And I would, you know, I, I know that we could just keep going on and on. And I look forward to another time where we can where we can definitely do that. So I would love, so Erin, I know right now, um, primarily the, the focus given that we're, I know that people will likely listen to this episode r around this time when we're all kind of in this, <laughs> in this time of quarantine, uh, but where can people find you if they do want to book a, whether it's past life regression, hypnotherapy, Reiki, 
all of your wonderful offerings, where can they find you? And, and, and I think to even point that, that these sessions can be done at a distance and in the privacy of your own home, if you are listening to this podcast, um, when we are on this, under this time of, of, um, of quarantine and homebound. Yeah, absolutely. What better time, I guess, than to, to really get into an energy of self-discovery and healing and allowing, again, think the energy of what we're going through as a collective right now is asking us to dig a little bit deeper and to expose these parts of ourselves that seem to be stirred up um, in this kind of, uh, of an energetic climate, I guess, would be a good way to say it. Yeah. Uh, so my services, going to the Kamali Temple website is a great way to book sessions right now of course my sessions are all distance sessions i do offer past life hypno reiki and reiki all through through distance uh, through zoom sessions where i where we actually do you know connect talk where i can really feel out the energy of of how the session will be guided or what pieces we need to move into that and then they're done in 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 that same way, being able to guide someone into that that space of discovery. I feel like that's really important. I just want to mention in in my way of, of doing past life, there's a lot of past life readers that will give you those cues into here's what I see, here's what it is. But I feel like the healing element is in the experience. And so being able to guide someone into having a past life experience brings them closer to the connection of what we're talking about. So yeah, that can be very well done at a distance. As a matter of fact, a lot of people prefer it because you can lie down in your comfortable space and really just completely be in your experience um, in that in that comfortable environment. So Kamali Temple website and then my body, my mind, body, soul solution is the name of my business that um, so you can find me, you know, on Instagram or Facebook, um, have a community there that I like to keep updated on these things. And, and like you offer some free guidance, meditations, and, and other things to support that discovery. And I'll definitely be listing all of Erin's contact information below. And I would just like to say that Erin's approach, um, when she was talking about the, the self-discovery component, is something that I just love about her approach to past life regression, because it's not just Yes, you have your practitioner telling you your story, you're actually in the experience and going through it yourself. And I, I think that in this age where we're kind of opening and expanding our levels of awareness and consciousness to, to know what we're capable of is, is really uh, important and valuable. Yes, I think that's something we have in common. And that's why we work so well together is our both of us really identify with, you know, the uniqueness of the individual and allowing somebody to have their experience without being told, here's what it is, or here's what it should be. It's like, we both really desire to lead someone closer to finding those connections within themselves. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Erin, for sharing with us and being so just open and honest. And I can't wait to to talk with you again about all of these wonderful energetic topics to let our, our minds go to new places. Yes, I'd love that. Well, thank you for having me. I love, as always, love, love, love sharing with you. Thank you so 
much for tuning in to this episode of the Honor Your Aura podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did, please leave a review and share with your friends because I want you to be the start of the ripple that allows others to honor and empower the energy that lies within.